ghosts, cryptids, murder, conspiracies, beer, what, the, ale. Alrighty. Hello, friends. Hello. Welcome back to your daily dose of what the ale and welcome to spooky season yay spooky season it is officially october i know our flight came out a couple days ago but this is our first like full-length episode of october so we're just very excited and all the things uh mom are you having any what the ale moments today you know i think my only what the ale moment is we just got back from a road trip last night and I am very tired today. <laughs> so my what the ill moment is, why have I not learned that I need to plan like a low-key day after a road trip? Yeah. But I have not learned and I'm feeling it a little bit today, but that's okay because it was very well worth it. Yes, I agree. The, the road trip, while very busy, wonderful to see family, wonderful to be in San Diego, all the things. So yeah, I agree. Um, what about you, any what the ill moments? Um, you know, I think my main what the ill moment today is just like <laughs> kind of random, but my job is basically having me work multiple days in a row, nonstop with no breaks. Like I'm in trainings and like doing things and I'm working from like eight to five pretty much every day this week. Um, so I think my what the ill moment is that I need to build in self-care. Um, yeah, for sure. one of the webinars I was sent was a self-care webinar and I'm like this is work what is a self-care webinar but she's giving it a self-care webinar while telling you you don't get a lunch break <laughs> okay no I'm like I'm eating lunch at my computer all week but okay um so I think that's kind of my what the L moment is I will really need to self-care in the evenings this week but I will yeah power through um but what are you drinking this week mom so I am trying a new beer. It's called Cre- it's Creative Creatures Brewing. Okay. And the beer is called Doces del Diablo. Um, so it says that it's got habanero, cayenne, tomato, lime, and salt. So wow. it's supposed to be spicy. So I might have my first. Oh, and this is what it's got a nice devil with some oh. habanero peppers. It's Love a lovely it. label. So I'm going to try this. It's very red looking. Let okay. me see if it's spicy. I'm curious about this. <laughs> oh my gosh. Woo. Okay. Very spicy. Definitely kind of tastes like a Bloody Mary. Oh. But it's beer. All right. It I mean, they make beers. That taste like- this is not a beer that you could drink more than one, probably get indigestion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We don't want IBS <laughs> happening, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, awesome. Well, I am drinking a therapist, no appointment necessary, Imperial IPA. Um, and it's from Dust Bowl Brewing Company in Elk Grove. So, um, yeah, and it's, it's really good. Um, a little strong for an IPA. It also came in a bomber, which is like a really big bottle versus like the typical like pint can. So, um, I might be a little tipsy by the end of this, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, so I believe it's your turn. What do you got for us? Well, I think you picked the perfect can for this topic. Okay. <laughs> this week, um, I 
decided to do something kind of in honor of Hispanic Heritage Month, which is going till the mid of October. Um, and so I wanted to cover the most infamous legend I could think of in Latin American culture. Do you know what I'm talking okay. about? Okay. Um, I don't know. Is it a lady in white? <laughs> yeah. Um, you could say Ooh, that. Okay. Or you could say La Llorona. <laughs> La Llorona. Yeah, I thought that might be it. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. For spooky season. For spooky season, for Hispanic Heritage Month, you know, just yeah. it, um it fits the month. Yes. Before I do get into this topic, I just want to say there are some mentionings of, you know child death or child harm and things that could be triggering potentially for people. So if that is something you are sensitive to, I'll try to keep those sections really brief or, you know, not talk about it super in depth. Um, nothing is really in depth or gory for the most part. It's more like this person said this happened, but I just want to give the warning up front in case anyone okay. is, you know, sensitive to that type of stuff because it is a heavy yeah. topic. Um, so what I kind of did was I tried to find kind of the most common legend, but there are so many different legends depending on where you're from. Um, even even like regions of Mexico in the US versus Latin America, there's just differences. Um, so I kind of tried to get all the different legends and ideas together and then we'll go into some sightings at first, I think is the best way to go. Okay. So um, for those of you who don't know, La Llorona uh, translate loosely to the weeping woman. Um, and these are stories about a woman who essentially haunts bodies of water searching for her children who had drowned. Um, and most of the time in these accounts, she is crying um, or weeping. And so this legend is basically like a scary story that Latin American parents will tell their children um, and the story will, like I said, change depending on where you are. Um, but it's kind of like the boogeyman, I guess, of Latin America in a way. Okay. So I do think that's interesting. Um, so the parents will tell their, their kids as like a cautionary tale or like a, you yeah. better behave or La Llorona is going to get you. Yeah. And we'll get into some stories that connect to it. But a lot of like the origin stories or like people who have seen her, like they talk about how like they're basically their parents told them like if you misbehave like La, La Llorona will come to you or if you are not okay. respectful to your parents like that type of thing so okay there is a little bit of that okay cautionary tale <laughs> um but the most like common origin story the one that kind of had the most documentation that I could find begins with a woman named Maria who apparently was the most gorgeous woman in her village okay and she decided, well, I'm the most beautiful woman in the village. Therefore, I have to marry the most handsome man in the village, um, which okay. on is like, I get it. Pretty people look pretty together. But on the other hand, I'm like, but like, don't turn down a wonderful human just because they're not up yeah. to standards. Um, but that's just me. <laughs> but it would be based on a little more than looks. But yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you'll make pretty children, I guess. But that's really yeah. all you want, right? Um, but so she, you know, found a man who I guess was kind of playing hard to get. He was being aloof. Like he wasn't really letting her woo him and somehow she did and they got married, um, and things were going really well and they had two children together. 
but after some time in the marriage, his eyes began to wander. Some say it seems like he was kind of mourning his bachelor life. Some say he was like having an affair with another woman. So the legend kind of changes depending on who you're talking to about what the husband was up to. But um, it sounds like maybe he was living a really like carefree and fun lifestyle and was mourning that, which I think sounds like a midlife crisis to me, but you know, we'll see. Okay. So at some point in the story, Maria's children drown. Some say that she was being like a neglectful mother because she like turned to drinking when her husband wasn't affectionate with her anymore. Um, And so she like neglected her kids and they drowned in the river. Um, Okay. Other people say she did it herself. (laughs) Um, I feel like that's the story I know is that like she drowned them, but I, I could be remembering that wrong. And like I said, there are dozens of origin stories. So she does drown the kids and some of the kids go missing and some of the kids drown because she was neglectful and some, yeah, like it's, (laughs) there's a lot of random ones, but yeah. So in this specific story, they say some people say that she drowned them and some people say the kids drowned accidentally. Um, Okay. But in whatever way the story basically says she felt responsible for this and in her grief ended up drowning herself. Um, and there was another one where Maria was like so consumed by her grief that she was basically walking up and down the banks of the river looking for her children. Um, and that she basically died because she was like starving herself. She was like just looking for her kids until she died. Um, on the banks. Okay. So either way, very tragic story. Um, But then in this sort of, uh, after her death, she was, you know, people reported seeing her spirit weeping and wailing on the banks of the river, which is how we get into. Like still walking up and down the banks of the river. Yeah. Um, So that's one story. (laughs) There is another one, which was a Mexican sort of folklore where Maria fell in love with a Spanish man, um, a conquistador, and then he was above her class. She had two children with him, but she was like, hey, we have two kids. Let's get married. And he refuses to marry her. So she drowns the children. She's like, fuck you. <laughs> it's like wow. very drastic. Um, that seems like an overreaction. <laughs> yes, absolutely. She was just like, fuck you. I'm done. Um, and in this one, they didn't really say if she like died on the river or maybe her punishment was to walk the river, um, looking for her children and she could never go into the afterlife until she found her children is kind mm-hmm. of the idea. Um, okay. so that's one. Well, shoot, if I was her children, I would not want to reunite with her. <laughs> and I think that's why she's still walking to these days. <laughs> yeah. They're hiding um, from her. They're like, you're scary, mom. You're mean. Right? Like, I could not imagine. I mean, I'm really grateful that you did not drown me in a river, Mom. Yes, um, you're welcome. I'll so keep you around. <laughs> um, but then there's a kind of interesting story. So some people believe that she is, and I'm going to do my best to say this name, I think, like, traditional Aztec names are difficult to say. Um, but she is the Aztec goddess Kotlikwe. Kotlikwe. Um, okay. And she was heard weeping on the eve of the Spanish conquest for her children, which were basically the citizens of Mexico. So when Aztecs were defeated by the Spaniards, she was weeping for them. 
Um, so that's really all there is to that story. I kind of love that idea that maybe there's a goddess that just feels so strongly for her people. Um, but it doesn't really explain the seeing her on the banks of rivers. <laughs> yeah. Um, when it doesn't explain some of the other behavior that I'm sure you're going to get into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So then there's another one, um, which is actually kind of similar to the story about Maria, but she was a woman from Ciudad Juarez um, and she stabbed her children and disposed of them in the Rio Grande um, in order to win the affection of a wealthy man. I guess she had kids out of wedlock. He was like not into it. So she was like, well, I'll get rid of my kids and then we will get together. Yeah, I will never understand any story of any woman that will hurt or abandon or anything to her children to win a man. That's just horrible. Yeah, like, I just, I mean, I am not a person who has had children, but I cannot imagine, like, caring. Like, doing for- anything to hurt your kids for any reason, but definitely not for some stinky, snotty man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? not for a man. Ladies, you've heard it here. <laughs> Kill people for men. <laughs> <laughs> um. So there's also another story that goes back to the Spanish kind of conquistadors, which is there was a woman named La Maniche, and she was the interpreter and lover of Hernan Cortez um, during the Spanish Inquisition. And um, after the war, she bore his child, and Cortez basically went to Cuba and married a more beautiful woman. He was like, eh, you're fine, but this woman's prettier, I'm marrying her. And so... He essentially married her off to one of his fellow conquistadors um, in an attempt to, like, cover up their affair. And um, the thing was, was that she was seen as a traitor because she had been the lover of the Spaniards and did not stick with her people. And so she basically murdered Cortez's kids as vengeance for what he did to her. Wow. Okay. Okay. And so that's the story, but I don't, um, it doesn't really go into like anything about the river or anything. It just says she murdered his children. So I don't know if it was just the children they had together or all of his children, but either way, super awful. Um, And then another one is that La Llorona was connected to the Aztecs as one of the 10 omens that predicted the conquest of Mexico. Okay. Um, and again, I'm going to try to say this word again. Um, it's Aztec and difficult, but she they call her um, the Chihuacuato, um, or snake woman. And basically they describe her as a woman who wears white and cries. Um, okay. They also could attribute her to the Aztec goddess Chalchit, Chal- <laughs> Chalchit, Sleekyu or the jade skirted one and she oversaw the water apparently okay. um, and I guess the ancient Aztecs really feared her um, and so I guess she would drown people who came toward the river unless she was like appeased and so they would sacrifice children to this goddess or whatever oh my gosh okay um, so that is kind of an interesting one I feel like a lot of um ancient civilizations have like weird gods that they sacrifice children to so it is interesting but she was wearing she's the jade skirted so not the traditional white mm-hmm. that we think of as Llorona. 
Yeah. And something I will say about the stories that I'll get into in a bit, but most of them she's wearing white or black. Um, but the main oh. thing is that she's really tall and she has really long hair. Um, and a lot of okay. times she's either wearing a veil or she's like very visibly crying. Um, so we'll get into that a bit more when we talk about the stories, but yeah, the Jade is, that was the only one I saw the Jade skirt. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah. And so aside from, you know, the dress and the veil and the crying and tall, thin and beautiful with dark hair and all the things, um, she very commonly is stalking the banks of rivers and lakes looking for children to drag to their grave, basically. Um, oh. so in some places, children are warned not to go out after dark as the kid, uh, La Llorona could find them. Um, and some versions, they say she kills like indiscriminately, like men, women, children, doesn't matter. Anyone under the sun she'll get if you're out after dark. Some it's only children. So it depends again. Like, Yeah, weird. I feel like I've always heard it was children, but yeah. I've always heard it was children, except for in Supernatural when she tried to take Dean and Sam, but you know. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I don't know if we could take that as accurate to the <laughs> legend, Alana. <laughs> you know... Supernatural is wonderful, and I know it's not always accurate, but I love it so much. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't think I would take that as, like, gospel about who she's after or what's true. Yeah, no, exactly. But I do think that's interesting, because, like I, like you said, I've really only heard of her going after kids, so. Yeah. It is really. But maybe that's because parents use her to scare their kids into behaving. Yeah, I think it's smart. Listen, <laughs> I'd listen. <laughs> um. And so, like I kind of mentioned earlier, some of the legends and stories do claim that people who don't treat their family well will see her and be taught a lesson. Now, some of the stories I get into before I finish up this little history piece, I will say I don't know if all of them are La Llorona's in the, the tra traditional sense, but some do kind of follow this if you're disrespectful to your family type of moment. So okay. keep that in mind <laughs> for sure. Okay. Um, but I also wanted to talk about a couple legends that were not in Mexico. So apparently in Venezuela, there are stories of La Llorona, which dates back to the colonial period. Um, and they said that it was a woman who died a really sorrowful death after her children were murdered. Um, oh. And some kind of say that, you know, she had the kids out of wedlock. So some people think maybe she killed the kids in an attempt to be able to be married and some say her family killed them out of the shame they had for her oh, um, wow. and so again very very sad and very tragic if you know her family killed her own children that's horrible um, yeah but I mean, it makes sense to me though like if somebody else killed her children for whatever reason or whoever it was it would make sense that she would be crying and seeking to be reunited with them though yeah, I think that really makes sense to me. And I guess something that's really common in Venezuela is the people will place little wooden crosses over their doors to ward against her, like taking their children. Um, and that's oh, really? Yeah. So, I mean, people do see her as a scary figure, though. Like, is that universal across all the stories? Or, or yeah. do some people just see her as grieving, but not like a danger to anybody? Yeah, I don't think anyone sees her in a very positive way. Okay, so everybody um, sees her as like she's after children or adults or whatever, but everybody sees her as like a threat. Yeah, that's what I could kind of gather. 
Um, I think, you know, some people just see her from far away and she's like crying on the bank of the river and they're like, we're not going to mess with that. Yeah. Um, but, but honestly, like if somebody killed her children, I'd be angry too. No, absolutely. I'd want revenge too. Absolutely. I feel innocence, but you know, I don't blame yeah. her for being mad if that was the case. I might go after the people that did that to me. Yeah, I would rather do that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so then the last story is actually from Guatemala. Um, and it's about a young woman who had an affair and got pregnant. So she named the child the child the wow the child Juan de la Cruz and then drowned him before her husband could find out about her infidelity oh, okay so her husband didn't realize she was pregnant yeah they don't really mention that I don't know if he was like off in a war or what but somehow the husband didn't know she had been pregnant um okay and she kind of lived out the rest of her life but then was rejected in the afterlife and she was condemned to search for her son at waterfronts um until they could be reunited um, okay and so she would cry out to her son while she was searching for him um, so in that case there was only one child a lot of the other stories have two children yeah most of the other stories have two but this one only had okay. one um okay and like i said before i that's really most of the history um a lot of it was kind of repetitive with just different versions of different stories. So I kind of kept it as okay. short as I could on that. But um, yeah, I think I think it's a really interesting legend in general, either way. Um, what do you think about it so far? <laughs> well, I mean, like I said, I, I think that if somebody killed my children, you know, um, I could see a, a spirit wanting to come back for some kind of revenge or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or, you know, if it is just not that anybody's at risk, you know, but she's just like walking, searching for her kids, that to me would make sense too. Yeah. Um, you know, so, I mean, I don't know if you have any like actual documented cases of any children drowning because of her, but, um, well, I guess we'll get into that, but yeah, I mean, if it was just her walking and grieving and crying, her spirit, like not able to rest, that to me would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. And that made a lot of sense to me too. I was like, if she's just like lost in her grief and that's, you know, how she's spending her eternity, just looking for her kids. That makes sense to me. That would be really sad for her. You know, that makes me empathize with her. Yeah. I don't like the, her murdering her children or. Yeah. I really hate that idea. Or any of of child murder anyways, but yeah, the idea of a mom killing her own children, there's something extra special disturbing about that. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's it's horrible. It really is the idea that I mean, a parent, not just a mom, would even consider yeah. murdering their children. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, we can get into some lovely little ghosty sightings then. Okay. Um, not so lovely. Yet. Where did so she could be seen any body of water? Or is there a particular area she tends to be? Yeah, so most of the sightings um, that I was able to find were very much in like south, like southwestern United States, Mexico, or Latin America, other places. Okay. Um, okay, not just like one area of a certain river; it's kind of all over. No, I think a lot of it has to do with the Rio Grande and like other okay. rivers, like the ones that are in like the southwestern U.S. are rivers that flow into Mexico as well. Oh, so okay. I think 
that's interesting that she's seen along bodies of water that are linked to Latin America. Um, okay. But yeah. So, I mean, I don't know totally all the locations of these places. Some of them are like really, really small cities and things. Um, okay. But yeah, so I can, let's see, I will just kind of go down the list. I didn't really put them in any sort of order. So, um, okay. But I've, I found about like 10 sightings or so that I thought were really interesting. Um, so yeah, let's get going. So the first one I have is with Patricio Lugan. And him and his family saw her while they were walking along a creek in New Mexico. Um, mm-hmm. What they saw was a tall woman walking along the creek, but she seemed to be floating. Um, and then she started floating over the water and then floated up, I guess, like a hill across the river, and then she vanished. Um, okay. And then moments later, she reappeared on their side of the river, Ooh. but then vanished again. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, I would not like that, like getting closer without, yeah. Yeah. To float, that would be very scary. Well, not even seeing her move there, she just appeared. Yeah, yeah, because then you feel like there's no way to get away from her if she's able to move that quickly. Yeah. And so they, I guess, after this, were feeling extra brave and stayed there and searched the riverbank and they found no footsteps or footprints or anything in the sand or in the water. Well, not in the water, but by the water. (laughs) Um, And so to them, that was like a confirmation that they saw La Llorona. Um, So they had heard of her before they saw her? Yeah. Yeah. They, I will say most of the sightings are like especially in the states are latin american people um okay. people with hispanic heritage so i think they all kind of knew the legend before they got there okay um <laughs> or got there but saw her i guess um yeah. but yeah so i think that one's interesting i buy that like a woman walking along a creek that's floating and then she suddenly floats towards you i could see it hard to prove yeah. but i could see it <laughs> okay um so this one is a little bit different as a La Llorona sort of story, but um, Epifanio Garcia um, in Mexico argued with his mother and father. So him and his brothers decided to take a carriage from their ranch in Ojo de la Vaca to Via Real de Santa Fe, which I don't know how far that is. I should have looked that up, but they were basically taking a okay. carriage. <laughs> um because okay. they to fight with their parents. <laughs> okay. And along the way, um, a woman wearing black with a net over her face, and they said she was wearing a black tapelo. I don't know if a tapelo is like a shawl or something. I tried to look it up and nothing came up. Um, so maybe it was a typo, hmm. but um well, pillow means hair. I wonder if it's something to cover your hair or something. Yeah, maybe I was thinking if she's wearing a veil, maybe like a hat or something or something that covered her hair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that would make sense. I don't know what it is, but, you know, that might make sense because pillow means hair. Yeah. And so she appeared in the carriage sitting between his two brothers and just sat in silence. And then Epifanio was like, hmm, this seems like a bad idea. Let's turn around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So he turned the carriage around and then she turned to Epifanio and said, I will visit you again someday when you argue with your mother. Oh, when you argue with your mother? Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Okay. 
So that goes very much into the like be respectful of your family. Yeah, like she's there to punish you if you're mean to your mama. <laughs> exactly. Um, which is probably good that they didn't finish the carriage ride. There was yeah. no update as to whether or not she came back. So hopefully they were respectful of their parents after that. <laughs> Dude, I would be after that. <laughs> I don't I want to be visited. <laughs> imagine a woman just appearing on your carriage. <laughs> I think, you know, this Halloween, I think I'm going to do that to the kids. I think I'm going to have somebody like sneak into the Halloween party and be like, you know, I'll dress scary, you know, and I'm, and I'm just going to tell them to say, if I hear that you're rude to your, your mother, I'm coming back. And then just like walk away crying. That'd be great. I'm totally going to do that. <laughs> you would scare Not that my kids are disrespectful to me. They're actually wonderful kids, but like, that'd be hilarious. Yeah. I was going to say would the, younger, the younger of my two siblings, I think would really freak out. Um, Oh no, she would like just about die. But yeah, it'd be hilarious though. I would think we should do that. <laughs> just have some stranger come and dress <laughs> in white. <laughs> they would die, mom. That's horrible. I know. But they'd be like, be respectful to your mother. <laughs> Watch them listen to this and then them be like, oh no, we're prepared. No, they didn't know anyways, but, and they are respectful. So I can't call on La Llorona because there's no reason to. No, not at all. They're they're pretty good. <laughs> um, all right. So another New Mexico story though. Um, I guess there is a a para building. Um, I think it's like kind of doing like employment rehabilitation for folks. Um very governmental something. I didn't really look that far into it, but the initials are P R A. And a lot of times they see a wailing spirit near the building. Um, and apparently, allegedly, the building was built on a former Spanish or Native American graveyard near the Santa Fe River. Mm-hmm. Um, the stories always say that. I know the stories. I'm like, okay, what is that cemetery? <laughs> Come on. Like, yeah. Um, but... Apparently, employees often will hear cries throughout the hallways or around the building, and they feel hands pushing them when they're on the stairs. So, uh, well, they're on the stairs? Oh my gosh, that's dangerous. Yeah. So, even if it's not necessarily La Llorona, like the idea that they're hearing like crying and wailing, and then someone is like pushing them down the stairs, that's yeah. crying. <laughs> um. And that's all I got out of that one. It came up in like three different websites I searched. So I mean, apparently it's a pretty common occurrence. Like several employees have said that they've experienced it. And my gosh. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe we gotta go to Santa Fe, Mom. (laughs) We should. Yeah, honestly. There seems to be a lot of ghosty things in New Mexico, which I guess makes sense when you think of colonization and stuff, but it is interesting. Um, well, and then we could hit Carlsbad Caverns while we're there. Yes, <laughs> Our National Park tour. Yes, National Park tour. You know what we should do? We should do the ghosts of the National Park on the podcast when we go to them. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, like we could do the ones we've already done, but then also like start adding the ones we haven't done. That'd yeah, fun. yeah, that'd be good. Mm. So here's a young man named Brian. Okay. Yeah. This story scares me. I don't know if it's La Llorona or something else, but I nightmare fuel. So okay. 
A weeping woman woke him up while he was camping at Indian Falls Rapids. Bad name. That's what it's called. Um, okay. But it is near the Yomper River in Colorado. Okay. Um, and they walked, she basically escorted him and walked him to a cabin. And there was a man in the bed. And she basically, like, she opened the cabin. There was a man in the bed. The guy said that he only saw, like, a foot. And then she basically, like, grabbed him and told him to run. So he just turns around and runs. And while he's running, he trips on a rock. And his head was inches away from the edge of a cliff. Where had he kept running, he would have fallen hundreds of feet to his death. Oh, wow. So... Again, we could say that's La Llorona or not. Either way. So she she took him to this cabin and just showed him a man sleeping in the bed? Yeah, and I tried, like... What was that about? I don't know. And this person, like, was like, I was just really terrified. And then I heard the legend of La Llorona, and it just sounded like it could be that. And he was like, I was, like, eight, and I was terrified, and I don't know. Well, I wonder who the guy in the bed was. Like, what was the point of showing that to him? I know. Like, maybe... The guy started to wake up, maybe, like, I don't know, but Mm -hmm. maybe it was just to get him poised to run. Like, maybe she was, like, trying to frame this person as a bad person. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Maybe she was just trying to get him to run off the cliff, but, yeah, yeah. it's weird to show him the man because, like, the man has nothing to do with it. Yeah, and, like, in my head, like, getting very, like, woo-woo and spooky-ish is, like, was it some sort of premonition? Like, will he meet this man sometime later in life and he's not a good person or, like... Like if it was a dream and it wasn't him actually doing it. Um, but either way, it's freaky. I don't like it. <laughs> oh. Um he's lucky for that rock. Yeah, honestly. I mean, I couldn't imagine that at all. <laughs> I mean, it gets really like when you think about like camping in the woods, like it does get really dark and you have to have a flashlight yeah. or fall. I mean, it makes sense, like, but oh, terrifying. Yeah, um, if it wasn't for that rock, he would have ran off the cliff. I know. So we're lucky. We're, we're like, so glad you're still here, here, Brian. Like, wow. Yeah. Um, so then there was a story in Kansas in the 1980s. There was no like date that was kind of pinned down. Um, but basically this person decided to go to a mobile home near a Creek or a river to visit some friends that live there. And then when they got there, the friends were really freaked out. Like they were like, our friends were really shaken and freaking out. And it was because I guess the bar stools they had were spinning and moving around. Um, I know a weird beginning to a lot of your own story. Um, I saw that that would freak me out too. I wouldn't think La Llorona, but that would freak me out. But yeah, so they were basically convinced that La Llorona was messing with them. I guess the, the friends that they were visiting were of like Latinx descent. And maybe again, maybe they said something mean to their mom or something. I don't know. <laughs> but they were like, La Llorona is yelling, like is messing with us, you know? Okay. Um, so these friends that came to visit were like, okay, we'll spend the night, whatever. And they awoke to a woman lying next to them in bed asking where their children were. Oh my gosh. And so then they like were freaked out and like kind of did a jolt. Like maybe they thought they were still asleep and like sat up. And when they sat up, they saw 
a figure staring at them from the doorway and then walked down the hall. And, was it the female figure? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, And so then they obviously freaked out. And so after a little bit, went and woke up the friends and were like, what the fuck was going on? Like, what were you messing with me? Whatever. And they were, they, they had to like wake them from being asleep, basically. Like it was not oh them who were doing it. So okay. apparently they might have seen La Llorona before. I don't know why if bar stools are spinning, La Llorona would be like your first thought, but that sounds like a legit sighting to me. <laughs> well, the, and the bed thing definitely sounds like it, but. Yeah. You know, maybe they associated the bristles with her after, you know, they saw her that night and they were like, oh, that was her all along. Maybe. Yeah. Well, I do know there was like one version of the La Llorona story, like I said, where she like had been jilted by her lover and had two kids. And so she became like an alcoholic and was partying and at bars all the time. And that's why her kids drowned. And so I know that that was like one of the origin stories. So maybe it was linked to that. That's why the bar stools were moving. But I don't know. Um. Yeah. Who knows? It's all very weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um so the next one is in Eureka, California, so not too far from us. Mm-hmm. Um but a girl named Tanya had a dream where she was standing on a dark road with a dim street light and it was raining and then she heard footsteps coming toward her. Um and then she saw a woman dressed in all black wearing a veil and the woman came closer and closer. And when she was like right kind of next to Tanya, she like looked over Tanya's shoulder um, and there was a child that was playing with a doll and the kid was dressed in all white and the, they were like playing with the doll in a puddle of water, basically. Okay. And then... Tanya like turned back and the woman was like right in her face and like just staring oh. at her. Um, and the veil lifted um and continued to stare into her eyes, basically. Um she look like a living person or did she look well? Okay, <laughs> like dead eyes oh. and like she basically was like, I feel like I know this was a dream, but it felt like a La Llorona moment. Um oh. And her friends told her, who I guess were really familiar with the legend, that their abuela said that when La Llorona lifts the veil, um, she is basically chosen victims who are going to help her find the bones of her children in the afterlife. So the idea is like, if she wears the veil and looks at you, you're like, it's scary, but whatever. But if she lifts the veil, like you're one of her like doomed sort of people who is going to walk the afterlife with her. Okay, yeah, I don't like that at all. Well, and I just think anything where there's a creepy kid playing with a doll or any creepy kid at all, that to me is the scariest thing. Um, So yeah, if I had a dream with any kind of creepy kid in it, that would freak me out probably more than her. Yeah, I mean, her being like right up in your face and everything, lifting the veil, that's very scary. But yeah, Yeah. something about like a kid innocently playing in a puddle of water. Mm -hmm. Mm -mm. A kid (laughs) drowning in a baby doll? I don't know, that's creepy. I know I'm like suddenly very aware that I'm sleeping in a house in the woods tonight and um that's <laughs> it's gonna be great oh it'll See, I've be- got my little Angie here that you know she's my little mini attack dog so you know she'll <laughs> warn me if anything's in my room yeah this this guy he'll bark and wake me up but I don't like once an attacker pet him I think he'd 
just roll over and want tummy scratches so it wouldn't work very well yeah (laughs) sadly (laughs) but yeah that one like when I was typing it I remember I was just so like oh that's terrifying I hate it (laughs) because I hate that idea so much um okay so we're going to Texas now um but Pete Sanchez was driving in East Bernard, Texas, when the radio started blaring as he was crossing a bridge um, over the East Bernard River. And okay. a transparent woman appeared in his passenger seat. Ooh. She was dressed in all black with a veil. And honestly, credit to Pete. He just, like, hit the gas and, like, floored it to get off the bridge. Um okay. And after he passed the bridge, he looked over again and the spirit was gone. So, you know, that's funny because I think my instinct would be to slam on the brakes and jump out of the car. Um, But, you know, maybe the getting off the bridge was the key to that, you know? Yeah, because it makes sense. Like if she was tied to the bridge somehow and she was coming into his car to do whatever she was going to do, you don't want to stay there either. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think getting out of the car probably would have been worse <laughs> or like staying on the bridge. Yeah, but that's been. what your instinct would be. It was, would just be to get away from her. Yeah. So yeah, the idea of flooring it to get off the bridge is very smart, but I don't think that's what most people's instinct would be. Not mine at all. Pete, you're yeah. very smart. Proud of you. Yes. <laughs> um. So we're going back to Mexico. Um. So a little girl named Daisy was visiting her grandma in Mexico when she was eight and her grandma was like hey can you buy some soda for dinner so her brother and her left to go to the store and they heard wailing and they were pretty much like we're not hearing that like maybe a baby's crying like whatever but they just heard this wailing and then all of a sudden there was a woman walking towards them um and the brother basically started sobbing And the woman ran towards him like she was going to get him. She didn't quite explain what that means, but I can kind of picture it. (laughs) You know, like a woman running after the little boy. Um, And I guess they did mention that she was floating. She wasn't actually running. Like it looked like she was kind of like running at them, but she was just floating. Um, And the kids were able to run home and get inside. Um, And so they told their mom and abuelo what happened and they just prayed for La Llorona to leave them alone. And apparently it worked, but I don't know, you know, part of me is like the brother started crying, but the girl didn't start crying. Like, did the brother do something, you know, like kind of jokingly, but. um, But the the adults didn't actually see her. They're just being told that's what it was. Yeah. So the kids told them what they saw and then abuelo was like, we need to pray to La Llorona and like tell her to leave us. Um, and apparently it worked. There was no mention of seeing her again. Um, okay. But again, terrifying. <laughs> like a woman running at you in general when you're like eight years old is terrifying. But imagine yeah. someone like that, you know. Um, when the, the grandmother needs to post what the prayer was so that people can have yeah. that in their back pocket. <laughs> right? Like, what was the prayer? <laughs> yeah. Um, so this one didn't have a location. But there was a girl named Emily and she was eight years old and researching La Llorona. I guess she had heard about it from a friend and was like, I'm interested in this. Um, And then she heard a noise and decided to check it out. So she went 
into the bathroom because that's where the noise was coming from. Don't go in the bathrooms. You hear a noise in the bath. Just don't go in there, first of all. Yeah. <laughs> but she walked in and kind of paused as she like passed the sink. And then her head was pushed into the sink and the water turned oh. on. And oh, kudos to her mom. Her mom heard her struggling. And her mom apparently burst in the bathroom and fought something mm. and was able to free her and get her out of the water. Um, and the little girl was like, what happened? Like, I don't like, cause she didn't see anything. And her mom just said, la Yorona and was like white as a sheet. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I, oh, like this, I, oh, bathrooms don't like it. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. That that got me. That got me good. <laughs> well, and again, like, you know, because normally you think of her being near, like, a body of water outside, but the idea of using the water from the sink to try to drown a child is very different. Yeah, it story. is different. But, you know, if, if she did drown her children or something, I guess it makes sense. But, yeah. So well, I'm saying it makes sense, but, like, the idea that she's scary, you know, when you're, like, out of your house, so, like, when you're enjoying a day at the beach or the lake or whatever you know but now she can like turn on the faucet at home and drown you there that's that's scarier you know to like feel like she could just come up anywhere and mm-hmm. still put you at risk like that yeah yeah either way I don't like it <laughs> yeah. um so this is another New Mexico story I swear there's so many New Mexico stories mm-hmm. um but in Albuquerque there was a little girl named Elizabeth and she went to the Paha pajarito school um and I guess it had like a fenced in playground but on the other side of the fence there was like an irrigation ditch Mm -hmm. um and I guess there was a little boy who was too young to go to school and they don't really explain who he belonged to or why he was there but he would kind of play with the other kids by the fence and like they kind of knew the little boy um and one day the little boy was found drowned in the ditch Oh, wow. um, and the other kids um not elizabeth but other kids were telling her that the ditch lady walked along the ditches to drown kids since her kids died in a terrible accident oh wow um and the kids you know drowning is unsolved and he could have just fallen in but if other kids are reporting that there's a lady that walked along the ditch that's scary oh. I also know sometimes yeah. kids like to fantasize a little bit. I'm not saying they were, but. Did they describe her as looking like La Llorona or were they saying that she was like a living person? So there was like no description of okay. what she looked like. They just said that there was a lady who walked along the ditch and drowned the kid. Um, hmm. But either way, really, really sad. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Moving on to Santa Fe, uh, New Mexico, um, her mom told a story, a girl named Brandy. This was her mom's story. But when her mom was 12, she had a sleepover and she looked out the window to see a weeping woman in white. Um, And they went to tell their parents, but I guess it was snowing that night. And upon investigation of like the window, there were no footprints in the snow. So the parents just thought they were making it up. Okay. Um, and so paying attention to the fact that this woman floats, (laughs) right? (laughs) If they hadn't heard that yet, 
Right. So flash forward um, and Brandy was in her room and I guess like her mom had inherited that house or whatever they were in. So she was in the same bedroom her mom was in when her mom had the experience. Okay. um, She heard a noise outside her window and she like looked and there wasn't anything there, but she heard like crying. Um, And then she said like, after she heard the crying, she was too scared to look outside but that her mom swears it was La Llorona. Like her mom was like, yeah, that's what I saw. Like she's like, I know you didn't see anything, but that's what I saw. That's, that was in that room. She she heard it. Yeah. Um, So again, super spooky. Hi baby. Um, So super spooky. Um, The next one is in Monterey, Mexico, um, where Adriana, her mom and her brother were sleeping in the same room. Um, in their house I guess like they didn't have central heating so it was warmer for them to all sleep in the same room during the winter Um, and she had a dream about her great-grandmother and so she woke up at like 2 30 a.m after that dream and she heard screaming from down the street that came closer but like continued down the street Um, and she I mean honestly kind of being smart like didn't look out the window or anything um but when she told her mother the next day her mom was like oh yeah that's La Llorona like that's what you heard like that's what she sounds like so the people have heard it before right yeah and if yeah like if you know maybe it was her first time hearing her but her mom obviously could have heard her or had heard of people hearing her or something so definitely interesting um it's funny though you know because you like good things she didn't look outside but then you know, the true crime part of me is like, no, we need to be looking outside and making sure we're watching out for each other. I know. But yeah, I guess it's good. Well, a case of La Llorona that you're not looking outside. <laughs> right. Well, and it's hard too, because like, yeah, like you said, like you would think if you're hearing someone screaming or wailing, you want to look outside. But at the same time, yeah. like, I don't know, sometimes you hear things when you're living in a city or whatever, and you're like, I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that. Like, I definitely heard gunshots one time in my neighborhood when I lived in Boston and pretended I didn't hear anything. <laughs> you know, like, it yeah, just... Yeah, but I don't know. You hear someone screaming, you think you better, like, call the cops, but... True. Yeah. And it didn't have, like, a date for this, so I don't know if it was, like, before cell phones or whatever, but if she just stayed okay. in bed and was scared, you know, um, makes sense, yeah. I guess. Um, so I have one more story and it's a little different, um, but it kind of goes into like what this person heard heard about La Llorona and then it goes into their experience. So, um, this was in Lompoc, California, um, and the person or like the version of the story this person had heard was that she was a sex worker and that anytime she became pregnant, she would murder the child in the creek. Oh, wow. Um, and so she was then murdered by a customer and forced to haunt the streets to look for her children. Um, and I guess she was so upset by this punishment or whatever that she cried until her eyes dried out, leaving black holes, and that her mouth was stuck in like a forever whale. Um, oh, wow is kind of how he had heard the story (laughs) Um, which you know slightly different take but also similar I think to some of the ones we had heard um but 
this version of the story basically was that whenever she would hear a child cry, she would come believing it was her own children. Okay. So, very sad, but again, don't murder yeah. your children. <laughs> I feel like that's a part of the story that I've heard too, isn't like, you know, I know parents, I've heard that parents would like threaten like, oh, she's going to come get you. But um, I do feel like the, some of the stories that I've heard about her were, um, you know, that she's looking for her children so that she would like take other children um, and drown them, you know, but that she thought they were her own and that she was like taking them home or something. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if that any of that was in your research, but I feel like those are the kinds of stories I've heard about her is that she's like trying to find her kids and then, you know, she ends up drowning these kids, but it's because she's thinks they're hers and she's taking them with her. Yeah. Yeah. There were like a lot of, they were more kind of like urban legend feeling, um, yeah. but they were like that where she is basically looking for her children and she'll take any children that, you know, whatever that yeah. stay out after dark or disrespect their parents or are crying or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but that was the legend that this person heard in Lompoc. Um, and then, and their family, like this legend was like so ingrained that they were super comfortable, like crying during the day and they would be okay. But like during the night, they would be so afraid to walk alone through the house um, for fear of her finding them or even to cry or to misbehave or whatever, because they didn't want her to come for them. Yeah. Um, and again, I do want to say this is not a healthy way to teach your children how to feel emotions. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, if you were using this legend as like, don't cry or else law your own is going to get you. Like, come yeah, on. Yeah, that's horrible. <laughs> that is horrible. Like, no wonder people have trouble like going to therapy and showing emotions. My God. Yeah. Um, But I guess in the story, so one night they were really angry with their mom um, and she made them sleep in her bed there she I don't know why that was the punishment I feel like that'd be reverse for me like if I wanted yeah. to sleep you were like I'm mad at you go to your room like I don't yeah. know but whatever the kid was forced to sleep in the she was just tired and she's like okay I'll let you in my bed if you shut up <laughs> probably honestly yeah. um and so at one point the kid rolled over and saw a woman in a black dress with purple trim standing at the edge of the bed hmm. um and she had long black hair that to them seemed to blow in like non-existent wind with black holes for eyes and a horrible grin on her face. Um, okay. And the kid just kind of hoped she would go away and like kind of like peeked out of the corner of their eye and pretended to be asleep and then eventually did fall asleep. And when they okay. woke up, she was gone. Um. But apparently strange things have happened to this kid in the house ever since. Um, and again, this is a report of the house potentially being built on a native Spanish graveyard of some sort, um, which I feel like, again, is an excuse they all use. I don't know. Um, but that's, first of all, how did this kid just fall asleep? <laughs> that's what I was going to say. I think if I saw somebody standing in my room. Even if I was trying to pretend to be asleep, I don't think there's any way in hell I'm falling asleep. No, not at I all. I would be racing. I would be terrified. Like the idea that the kid was like, okay, well, she's not going to go away. I guess I'll just go to sleep. How? How? Yeah, I don't know. 
I, my heart I, would be pounding out of my chest. There's no way I'd sleep. Yeah, I don't understand that logic, but um, I respect your bravery, whoever you are. Yeah. Um, because that's terrifying. I don't think I could, even if I tried. Um, yeah. But those are kind of all of the encounters that I saw that were more than just like, I saw a woman on the edge of a river. Um, But, you know, what do you think about the legends? Like, do you think there's any that makes more sense? Are there any sightings that make more sense to you? Do you think she, yeah, I don't know. What do you think? (laughs) Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. You know, it's hard because like, you know, if there is a person who lost her children for whatever reasons, you know, whether it was like a punishment for her or, mm-hmm. you know, an accident or, you know, or, you know, if she was out partying and not paying attention, it was a neglect thing, you know, you could still empathize with somebody having a ton of grief, you know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, the idea of a crying woman who's like soul can't be settled right now because she's missing her children or having guilt or grief or whatever, you know, um, like that part, you know, I could understand a soul not being at rest because of something, you know, I mean, just losing your children, however. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, the stories are so different about, you know, whether she's like killing kids or kidnapping kids or, you know, she's just a scary story, you know. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's not consistent that she's like hurting anybody, you know. Yeah, no, I definitely think like, the stories were so different. Like I said, there were a lot that were kind of like that earlier story where the family saw the, saw her on the bank and she floated closer to them or, you know, they just saw her and like walked away or, you know, like she kind of like ran at them or whatever. But a lot of those like just were very the same. I didn't want to have a ton of those. So I wanted to kind of mix it up. Um, But yeah, I agree. I think to me, the story makes more sense that like she was a woman, like very much grieving. And um, I don't like the idea of her killing her children, but you know what, if you killed your kids and that's your punishment, I hate that you're taking other kids, but like, you should have to like walk the earth and deal with what you did. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Either way, it's just such a, such an interesting kind of legend. And I mean, um with that I did want to get into some of the pop culture pieces um well and I do want to say though you know and I know you said it before but you know parents this is not the way to parent your children or get them to behave do not threaten them with ghost stories or you know threats that they're going to be drowned in the river or whatever that is a horrible way to parent yes and your children having emotions is wonderful and valid we should validate their emotions they yes. need to learn how to deal with them in healthy ways. You should not teach them that a crazy witch lady is going to come kill them. Yeah, if they're crying. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my yes. gosh. I cannot imagine. No. Luckily, you have a mother that is a crier and embraces. Like, crying can be healthy. It's a release. So, um, yeah. But, yes, parents, do not parent this way. It is not advisable. <laughs> not at all. It is a fun, spooky story to tell at a sleepover. But that is yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> But so pop culture wise, apparently in the 1960s, there was a Mexican film directed by Rene Cardona um, Hmm. called La Llorona. And the Mexican family was haunted by the spirit of a weeping woman. 100% I think we should watch this. I don't know where, but I think we should watch it. Okay, Um, that'll be on our Halloween list. Great. Um, Like I mentioned earlier, she was 
featured in an episode of Supernatural. She's also been featured in other like ghosty shows, but I think Supernatural is kind of the most popular one. Um, And then Universal Studios, I guess, spent a year where, or not a year, they have used the legend several times in Halloween Horror Nights, but there was basically one where you had to like escape from her in some sort of haunted house (laughs) Um, at Universal Halloween Horror Nights, which is so terrifying. Um, But I would like to do the Universal Horror Night someday. I know it's like super scary, but um, interesting. Yeah, that'd be fun. And then I guess most recently was in 2019, there was the La Llorona movie, which was added to the Conjuring franchise. So yeah, um, like I said, the legend's kind of been all over pop culture. I had definitely heard of her. Also, isn't it um, in Coco, doesn't the grandma sing that song? Um, Mama Imelda sing that song about like La Llorona. Am I crazy? I feel like that's a thing. You know, I don't remember. I saw Coco so long ago. But, you know, she sings that song and like whatever. I feel like the like rhythm was like La Llorona, Llorona. Like I feel like that was like the song. I could totally be wrong. Anyone can comment and tell me I'm wrong, but I think that's what it was. <laughs> hmm. But if that just means like crying woman, mm-hmm. that, I mean Coco was about grief, right? So that could just I don't know. I don't know if it was about this La Llorona or not, but yeah. <laughs> no, huh. yeah. I don't know. I was just saying. I think. I, I feel like that was a thing in that movie though. Um, oh. But also celebrating Hispanic heritage, yeah. wonderful movie. <laughs> yeah. But those are all my notes. But yeah, the end of La Llorona. But okay. um, did you see that movie in 2019 or whatever it was? I did see the new one, the newer okay. one. Um, I think I saw that in theaters with friends because that came out while I was in college. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I hadn't seen the one in the 60s, but I would like to see it. It sounds, I mean, I like old horror movies, not so much for like, I think they're scary. Some of them are really freaky, but yeah. some of them it's really interesting to see how they did some of the, like, tr- I don't want to call it tricks, but like just how they made things seem scary or something without all the CGI, I think is really interesting. So yeah. Yeah, I never saw the old one either, but yeah, that on the list. I know, right? We should totally. It's spooky season. We have to. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's kind of all I had. Um, I guess you all are welcome to, you know, follow us on the socials. Um, we're gonna start beefing up our Patreon presence. Maybe doing some like history of random traditions or things on Patreon as a special bonus for listeners. Um, We also have talked about, you know, having a lovely little spooky flight story that you all curate um, and we're still taking submissions for that. So please please email us at whatthealpod at gmail.com and we will hopefully get that into a listener's story type of thing. and I can't think of anything else housekeeping wise. Is there anything you could think of? Uh, no, but you know, I just want to let you know, I appreciate you and telling the story and I always appreciate time with you. So thank you for making time, even after a busy road trip weekend. <laughs> oh, of course. And I appreciate you, mom. Um, and we appreciate right. you, all our lovely friends. Yes, we do. <laughs> all right. Bye. All right. Bye y'all.